Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome on in 88.9 Fighting Scots Radio. It's the morning after. And if you forgot, because I've not been here for a while, I am Tyler Trumbauer. And on this Wednesday morning, working twice in one week, he, will, he might call OSHA on us for unfair working <laughs> conditions. We have Vic Hudson in the building as well. Vic, how are you, sir? Good, good. What's up, y'all? How y'all doing out there today? No one's going to respond. But anyway, uh, good work on that. So, yeah, Vic is here again today. Tubby has off um, because it is Veterans Day today, and uh, Tubby, in all his glory, is a veteran. Dedicated his time and service to this country, so we thank him and all the other veterans, of course, as we want to start to show off that way and uh, say thank you for all that they have, those who have served, are serving, and will serve the country, you know, doing real important things so that Vic and I can sit here on a weekday morning and babble on about sports and make it seem like it's the world, but in reality, it's just a game and is pretty meaningless in the grand scheme of things. Shout out to Tubby. Tubby working hard. So he's, I think he's out there maybe inspiring some elementary uh, kids today on Veterans yep, he's Day. He's going to talk to fifth graders. So there you go. At his kid's school. So that's cool. Shout out to Tubby again. Titusville. Titusville. Working hard. That's <laughs> Tubby. So uh, Wednesday is the today. I apologize for no the morning after yesterday. Came home late Monday as I heard Tubby allude to my absence as me being on special assignment. <laughs> yeah. I heard that. He, he built that up way too big. He made it seem like I was like in the Middle East covering some Iraqi Al-Qaeda war and I was in like a bulletproof vest and a tanker in some war zone when really I was just in a government van going to Harrisburg. So that didn't really – I was that wasn't a special assignment. You know how Tubby gets. He gets excited out here. Yeah, he tries to do weird things. So that that's – I wasn't on special assignment. Yesterday, so I got home late Monday night and I was like, you know what, we're taking a day off. And, you know, I couldn't make Vic work three times in a week. So we decided to say – to the morning after yesterday so we're just gonna have a double the morning after today and we're just gonna have to fill in on all the stuff that we missed the last couple days here and just go on from there so one thing i want to talk about because it's been a while since i've been on here i mean a lot has happened Vic. a lot has happened i know you guys briefly touched on it on monday when Mm -hmm. i was listening to a few minutes of the podcast um edinburgh women's soccer um, one thing that Mike and I, if you guys don't follow us any of us on Twitter, but uh, our our program director Amelia Schmidt informed Mike and I, and it has not hadn't occurred to me occurred to me until then is Mike and I called four games in seven days last week. Uh, it, uh, that's a lot of work in there, kid. That is. You know what? What game did I listen to? I li- uh, the Saturday game. Friday. Friday game. game Friday. Saturday game. you played football. Remember? Yeah, I mean, you know the days are jumbled together right. by now, man. But anyway. The Friday game you guys called was tremendous. It's like the first game I actually listened to, mm-hmm. and you guys do sound really good. You guys really do sound professional. You by the uh, you did the play by play, right? Correct? For soccer, yeah, yeah, that was really good. Thank you. It's tough to do soccer on the radio because there's so much action going on nonstop, <laughs> and you're just talking and talking and talking. But you keep it lively though. I'm not gonna lie. Like, you made it seem like I was actually like there watching the game because I know how like dry sometimes right. soccer can get. Right. But you did a pretty good job with it. Thank you, sir. So I just wanted to applaud. Uh, Edinburgh women's soccer mm-hmm. for making the PSAC championship match. Unfortunately, losing in overtime. Uh, the first ever appearance to the PSAC championship for Edinburgh women's soccer. And now they qualify for the NCAA tournament as the fourth seed. Fourth seed. And lucky enough, the host for their first match in the NCAA tournament, Gannon. Gannon. McConnell Family Stadium, the home away for, from home for Edinburgh women's soccer. That is this Friday at noon against Charleston, West Virginia, from the Mountain East Conference, who is the fifth seed in the Atlantic region. And 
of course, no one in the PSAC has played Charleston, West Virginia yet this year. Mike and I talked to head coach Gary Kagiavis of Edinburgh Soccer yesterday, and he was like, I'm just calling around trying to find someone that knows something about them <laughs> because no one knows anything in our conference. So he's trying to figure that out. And that's a noon kick. Um, so head on up and support them. If you don't have Friday classes, have off, whatever, um, go support them. It'll be good stuff. Unfortunately, it doesn't look like we'll be able to put that on the radio with Mike and I as much as we'd love to have the NCAA uh, game on because Vic Hudson, Mike, and I need to get on a bus and we need to go to Millersville on Friday for Saturday's 2015 season finale. Um, I think we're leaving like 9 in the morning. I think Coach Browning told us mm-hmm. yesterday 8.30 potentially 8:30. on Friday. And Well, the fact that they pushed the game back, do we really need to stay overnight? I think he's afraid to do six hours in a bus and then play. Yeah. But it would probably make more sense to stay Saturday night because then you're not getting back till 2 in the morning, I know. Sunday morning. I'm sleeping on that bus. Tell you, that you all sleep on the bus anyway. Sometimes I stay up. They have good movies sometimes. We watched like three Fast and the Furiouses last time. We that was intense. It. That was ridiculous. <laughs> and then the other bus wanted to give us Caddyshack. And no. I would have loved Caddyshack. No. What is no. wrong with Caddyshack? Everything. Have you seen it? I've seen 10 minutes of it. Caddyshack is one of the best movies ever made. Fell asleep. One of the best movies. Fell asleep. After 10 minutes? 10 minutes. The credits probably weren't even done. No, they weren't. But I just knew it was not. Okay, it's like. an older movie. It's like in the 80s, but it's one of the best movies. You know, there's a thing about old movies. There's a point where I just can't watch them because the effects are that bad. You're... I mean, you know, I really try, I try to put myself in the position back in like the 80s or 70s, and mm-hmm. I really try to watch these movies. I can't do it. That's disappointing. It is disappointing. It really is. I think the oldest movie that I actually like has <clears throat> got to be Pulp Fiction. That's just great. It's an okay movie. Okay. I like Caddyshack. Okay, I'm more of a, com- a comedy guy. I like comedy. We're your getting way off task. You're comedy. So. But here's my thing. You're right. <laughs> Borough football's game was pushed back um, on Saturday. For those of you that do not know, it, I think it was, the news came out on Monday. I broke it yesterday because I don't think anybody in the Edinburgh area knew about it until yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, Millersville made an announcement on Monday. And it's pushed a normally a 1 o'clock kick, now a 4 o'clock kick because Millersville is hosting an NCAA Field hockey match at noon on that same field. So football gets pushed back, um, and then they're playing at noon there. So, unfortunately, the, the way we were talking about this, it's no soccer on the radio on 88.9 because of that. BeganinSports.com, who picked up our broadcast on, on Sunday's PSAC final, will have a video stream of it with Gannon students calling the action. So, I don't know. It's not, not going to be as good as Mike and I, obviously. But of course. you can still watch it if you can't make it. And... Um, Hopefully, got to hope for an Edinburgh soccer win on Friday because that way, if they do win, they play Sunday in Erie against Gannon, and then we will have that on 88.9. So Mike and I so will Gannon come back. So Gannon has the first round bye? Yes, because they're the top seed in the region. Okay. And the top two seeds. So West Virginia Wesleyan, the number two seed, hosts their game on, on, on Sunday, and they have a bye, too, in that first round. Nice. They're hosting ESU Westchester, who's playing down in West Virginia Wesleyan. So Borough football, though, we will have an 88.9 um, at 4 o'clock kick. An interesting time, so that'll be good, I guess. On Saturday at Millersville, um, between the Marauders and the Fighting Scots, Mike and I will have that call beginning at 3.45. You'll hear from head coach Scott Browning and also quarterback Jack Wallman, who, confirmed yesterday by head coach Scott Browning, will be the starter under center this this uh, upcoming Saturday. I guess it was last week when they sat down, uh, uh, quarterbacks coach wide receiver Joe Watson, coach Browning, and Wallman sat down and they said, this is your team for the last two weeks. Mm-hmm. That's from what I hear, and I think it's um, 
it's the right move, especially because Jack played well, and he had to burn a red shirt. Yeah, that's rough. You know, that's definitely rough. So I, I understand the the move to like guarantee him those last two games. Yeah, and uh, he really did move the offense well. I mean, despite it's a loss, and you know, he had that he had that one mix up on the option yeah. um, in, in the start. But I mean, he's a freshman, his first collegiate, you know, any kind of action. But obviously, that first like two said, quarters, he was. Every ball I thought was like perfectly where it needed to be. There was a lot of I said this a lot in the broadcast. There's a lot of fluidity mm-hmm. to the to the offense. Like it, you guys were at least gaining positive yards every drive. I didn't see a quick three and out at all. You guys at least I think moved the chains once on an offensive drive. Mm-hmm. You were moving it. The ball the the offense I, I thought looked very good it on did. Saturday against Seton Hill. Unfortunately, the second half just didn't go your guys' way, and unfortunately that was a loss. And uh, so hopefully going to try to bounce back against Millersville, who's coming off that first their first win of the season against Cheney this past Saturday um, on that eastern side of the state. So now um, that was that. So of course I was, that was over the weekend. Burroughs soccer. Mike talked about that with you and Tubby on Monday. Yep. I wasn't here, of course, in Harrisburg doing some things, and uh, I saw one note on, on that. I saw an unbelievable documentary called The Hunting Ground. Mm-hmm. Going to be on CNN in the upcoming days here this month. This is a must-watch documentary. Um, for college students and really for everybody, but definitely college students. Well, what's it um, about? It's about sexual assault on college campuses. I mean, it's it's a it's 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 obviously a topic that no one likes to talk about, really, and 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 you, you don't hear about it too much in Edinburgh. You don't hear about it a lot in college colleges overall. I mean, you you have the major cases like the Jameis Winston situation, which was a huge part of this documentary because they had that victim. They had the Jameis Winston victim came out. That was a great the way they they. That story unfolded in the documentary was unbelievable. I don't want to give the whole thing away, but the way she said it, I was shocked. I was fully invested in this documentary, and then the Jameis Winston case came up, and I was totally engulfed by it. She, she's, they showed a victim. She said, you know, growing up, she always wanted to go to Florida State. She goes to Florida State, and I just thought this is another victim. They showed five, six other ones from other country or colleges across the country, and then she goes. She, she explains what happened, the incident, and then she says she's in class the next day, and she sees the guy in class. She's freaked out. She wants to leave, but she's like, they're calling attendance out loud, so I'm going to wait and hear his name. He's going to say, hey, that's me. I'm present. You know, Then you'll know the name of the guy that attacked you. Yeah. So she waits, and she's like, and she goes, and this is what she says. She goes, he's at the bottom of the list. They say his name. It's Jameis Winston. Heart drop. Heart right, right there. I was like, wow, okay. I'm surprised they got their her on on the documentary. Yeah, I thought she was to be. This is a th- this is a really good documentary, really big documentary. Who's it produced by? Do you know? Uh, pff, I have no idea. I, I don't mm. know that, but it's going to be on CNN. CNN? Okay. I mean, there there's a lot of great people in this, and you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of eye opening statistics, you know, things, and and the really the sad thing is, and this is probably not good to say on college radio, um, but the one thing I took away from it, and. I don't know if they wanted us to take away for this because I was in a room with 33 uh, administrators from different colleges, including Edinburgh from across the state, not just state schools, but, you know, like Penn State, Pitt, private schools as well. And colleges are all about money. That's the only thing they care about. I mean, let's let's be honest. Why do we have to take those general education courses if we took that stuff in high school? Money. It's all about money. The first two years, I think, of college is all about money. I think everything overall is about because it's just so overpriced. I mean the books, everything is just so overpriced, and it's 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 on it's honestly and I'm curious ridiculous. Where the money goes? They they say it's all faculty. They say like what eighty percent of the money. Goes, I think Edinburgh goes, yeah, is, is goes a lot to of that. Half faculty, right? Um, I don't know. That seems like a staggering amount of money. 
I, mean, really, I, don't, I, mean, I don't know. I'm, I know they're paid well, but like that well. Right. Exactly. No, I I completely agree with you, and and it's it's sad because it the way the reason I I glean that from this documentary um, is because you have statistics like they showed Harvard in four years or something had over two hundred um, rape cases opened. Harvard. How many Harvard? How many people? How many student? And this was student on student attacks. How many people do you think was, was were expelled? At least half, right? None. None. No one was no one was expelled. No one and then they started going into student athletes. And there were student athletes. Like presidents knew about Oregon men's basketball players that were that were dead wrong. They were caught red handed. Evidence showed they were attacking women. They did not expel them until after they played in the NCAA March Madness tournament. Ooh. Because they wanted that money for them. Ooh. There's a lot of bad things, and I say it's a must watch documentary. It's unbelievable. It's eye opening. Um, for people, that's an interesting perspective they put on these rape cases, man. Yeah, I mean it's a huge problem across it, and you never hear about it because colleges don't want to bring it up because they don't want no. those stats to be shown that no. they're having that happen on their campus because they don't want prospective students to see that. It's all about prospective students. I mean, I see that here when we have open houses and stuff. That's all about it is is bringing students in and having them come in to the uni- university and stay for four years and graduate. They have your professors. There are, there are some nice professors here that care about you genuinely on a they personal really level. However, there are a lot of professors, and I think this is more when you're in a bigger school because they don't, you don't get to know them on a personal level, mm-hmm. but they care about you, care, I'm putting air quotes, care, as long as you're paying tuition here. The second you're gone, who are you anymore? Exactly. To them, and it's a sad thing. So I'm gonna try to find the date when that comes out. But that's a must. That's a must uh, watch if if you ask me. So, you know, first segment's already done. We haven't talked about sports. I mean, we talked about Burrow women's soccer. I mean, we caught up, man. I haven't seen you in a while. We caught up, right? It's been a while. You know, I wanted to come on in and talk about some things, fill out where I've been, what I've been up to lately. And uh, so we're gonna come back after our break here. See if I'm still allowed on air after kind of ripping colleges here on college radio. You know, what are you gonna do? And um, we're going we're gonna to come back, talk about NFL, the like. I know you want to get into college football with the second rankings uh, being put out and my favorite Notre Dame Irish sneaking into that top four. I don't know if they Blasphemy. should be. Blasphemy. Uh, we'll, we'll get there. Blasphemy. Okay. We'll, we'll get, get there. We'll get there. Calm I got down. some facts for you. <laughs> there you go. So Vic's ready for that. we got more on the other side. Don't go anywhere. We're just getting started here in the morning after. We'll be back after this. Support for WFSC is provided in part by Bonnell's Auto Group, including Bonnell's Collision in Erie and Fairview, Bonnell's Auto Glass in Fairview, Bonnell's Auto Sales in Erie and Fairview, and Bonnell's Rod Shop in Fairview. Information on each service is on the web at bonnellsauto.com. Welcome back, 88.9 Fighting Scots Radio. It's the morning after. Tyler Trumbauer, Vic Hudson with you fine folks. Thank you all for tuning in. EdinburghNow.com, the tune-in app on your mobile device. If you miss any of this stuff today or you want to listen to it again, all that like, uh, you can check it out, our podcast out on EdinburghNow.com later today. Hopefully, actually, this morning if I get my butt in gear. Uh, to wrap up something from the first segment, I talked about that documentary, and it'll be airing on CNN. I got it. Uh, the details texted to me. Uh, appreciate that. Um, November nineteenth. What's today? The, the eleventh. So in eight days, November nineteenth at at it says twelve a.m. So I guess that means midnight, unless that's a typo. Midnight, and then at November twentieth at nine p.m. The documentary will be on CNN. So try to find that if you live on campus. You know we don't get the Fox Business Network. We don't. That's what. That's what. <laughs> shut up. That's what was. No way. That's what the debate was on last night, and I wanted to watch the Republican debate mm-hmm. because. 
um, Amelia, I talked about her earlier, a programmer, gets on me about my, my political efficacy. And um, I'm not registered to vote. And I probably should be. You're not? No, I'm not registered to vote. wouldn't say that on the air, bro. What, why? That's not illegal. I'm pretty sure you have to register to vote. Cause, uh, you don't so have to register to vote. Isn't that the whole thing with the draft and whatnot? Well, you, I'm not dodging. Well, I kind of am dodging. I'm about draft, to say, it sounds like you're dodging it. It's not illegal to be not registered. Um, I'm pretty sure. Anyway, okay, then come find me then. Uh, come find me then. Anyway, um, but I, try, I wanted to watch it last night, yeah. and I can't find this station. Do you follow it? Yeah, I follow politics mostly. All right, so did you read any updates about the debate? No. I didn't get a chance to yet. I'll read, like, today. I'll find what people say. Stop, okay. We're done with this. <laughs> All right, wait, no, no. Who's your guy, though, if you had to choose something? If I had to choose? Yeah, if you had to vote right now, who do you got? In the Republican or whatever? I don't know. Um, I like. I think Trump's bringing an interesting thing to it. That's all entertainment, man. I know. I don't know if it's going to last, but right now it's pretty entertaining. It's just entertaining. You want him to run your country? I don't know. I don't get the vote, so <laughs> it doesn't matter what I <laughs> I'm say. giving you the chance to vote right now, hypothetically. I don't know, I don't know who I'd vote. There's too many people. Yeah, I understand. Way too many people. Yeah, I don't know who I'm voting for either. Anyway, let's go to the NFL because that's, that's much easier to talk about. Simple. But before that, I, wanted, I, I had this thing written. Here we go. I found it. I found this in the station. Uh, we talked about how, how it's Veterans Day today. Vic Hudson, and how Tubby's out there spreading the word in, in Titusville. We got we got some uh, veteran stuff going on here today. The Edinburgh University Student Veterans Association will be hosting the second annual Pets and Vets, a pet adoption and PTSD awareness fair today at the Pogue Student Center. Pets and Vets is dedicated to rescuing, training, and pairing shelter pets as companions for veterans. You can donate items such as Pet dishes and bowls, pet treats and toys, leashes and collars, cleaning supplies, and much more. Stop on by and shelter animals that are looking for new homes. Applications will be accepted by those wishing to adopt. So there you go, pets and vets. If you want to get in on the Veterans Day affairs going on on campus, we got that for you. Where is it at, Pogue? Pogue. And I also just got word sent to me, Sir Vic, that you are incorrect. About? The Selective Service. Is what the size of the draft, not vo- not registering the vote. Oh, when you register to vote, you can also register for selective service at the same time. See, I, that's why I did one of my econ classes in high school. Who said that? Uh, Tubby. Oh, Tubby, listening in. What's Tubby up, Tub? Doing his thing. Anyway, now we're to the NFL. Can we do this now? Yeah, it's already half hour into the show. Twenty six minutes. You're that guy. So going back to last week. Okay, the Eagles won. Okay, and I didn't actually get to come on the show and enjoy it. Did you watch uh, the game? I, of course, I stayed up, watched the game. Yeah, it was a great game. Stunk because I had to get up at seven o'clock the next morning, six o'clock the next morning. Yeah. Anyway, so stayed up late, watched this thing. Went to overtime against Dallas. Okay, so the Eagles beat Dallas, which is exciting. But the Eagles, they're still in trouble. Why do you say that? They're not good. But they are a mediocre team. But think of it like this: they're lucky everyone else in the division is bad too. You're right. <laughs> you're right. But I mean. There were high hopes in Philadelphia for the Eagles this year. Yeah. Um, I mean, they clearly haven't lived up to it. Right. I mean, they're talking about, they were talking about Super Bowl run. Mm -hmm. They are a mediocre team in an average league, is what they are. You know what it comes down to is they have a mediocre quarterback. Right. If you ask my father, we don't have a quarterback. (laughs) Well, I mean, he's played bad, but he's looked okay at times. But the thing is, I still think you had to draft. Marcus Mariota. 
I mean, I guarantee they're regretting that right now. You have, right, especially the way he's been playing. If you're Chip Kelly, and I had this, I took this stance on the show before. If you're Chip Kelly, Vic, and you, okay, have the right, you're the general manager and you're the head coach. You see Marcus Mariota is up there. Now, Chip Kelly said the asking price from the Tennessee Titans was too high, and that's the reason why. He didn't want to mortgage the future for Marcus Mariota, Mm -hmm. okay? But Marcus Mariota would be your future. But what's around him, though? It doesn't matter. (sighs) What's around him in Tennessee? Give me someone in Tennessee. Exactly. So Marcus Mariota would be the quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles, okay? Mm -hmm. They lost Jeremy Macklin because they didn't want to pay that money, and he went to the Chiefs. They still have Josh Huff, who's with the Eagles. And the only only reason he has a job in the NFL is because of being an Oregon Duck. You have Jordan Matthews, who you got. He's not bad. Right. You have Riley Cooper, who's okay. Riley Cooper was better when you had Jeremy Macklin, a deep threat, so Riley Cooper could get open because yep. Riley Cooper can't get open on his own. He can't. So the Eagles have, have a okay wide-receiving core, okay? But Marcus Mariota is a game-changer, and he can run Chip Kelly's offense to a T. If you're Chip Kelly and you, and you mortgage the future, as he said, draft Marcus Mariota, and it does not work out, what do the Eagles do? That's his job. The, yeah, but they fire him. But who cares? You can go back to college. It's not like he's going to be unemployed or go being a coordinator in the NFL. If you're Chip Kelly, the risk-reward is there's – a, there's a better reward. because Okay, so you take Marcus Mariota, yeah. and everything works perfectly like it did in Oregon. Mm-hmm. You're a Super Bowl champion, and you're lauded in the National Football League, and you are as good as long as Marcus Mariota stays healthy and plays in the National Football League. Okay? okay. But if it does not work – then you're out in two to three years, and you're back in— and You, you, like, and, and you, you act have, like that's okay. Who wants to be fired? Who wants to take that risk? Tubby, he doesn't want to leave Philadelphia. You don't know that. The man is in Philadelphia because of money, because he wanted a shot in the National Football League. If he would be unemployed, do you know how many college programs would be knocking on his door, giving him a blank check saying, Chip Kelly, here you go. You don't think Texas would do that right now? I mean, probably, but like, who's, like, he doesn't think like that. Why, is it, why would a head coach think like that? He's like, all right, but if I screw this up, I can just go somewhere else. He wants to be here in Philadelphia. I know he, he wants, wants to win. I know he wants to be an NFL coach. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so why would he want to mess up this shot? Because it's worth it. It's worth You the think risk. Marcus is worth all that? Give me a quarterback that can run Chip Kelly's offense to a T. He's had four or five different quarterbacks start for him during his time as Eagles coach. Not one has been able to run it successfully. And Sam Bradford, the current one, I think is the farthest from the type of quarterback he needs. Yeah, I couldn't believe that. He says he doesn't need a certain type of quarterback. That's malarkey. That's malarkey. He needs a certain type of quarterback. And Marks Mariotto could run it to a T. And I, I think back to that trade, uh, Nick Foles pretty much for Sam Bradford straight up. I think a fourth rounder thrown in there. Yeah, they gave... The Rams a draft pick. Yeah, you know, and I, I think back to that, and it still pond, it still like baffles me now. It's a bad trade. It's a terrible trade, Chip. Chip has made some bad moves. Yeah, and Chip I the thought, general manager is not good. Mm-mm, mm-mm. How's Kiko turning out? I don't know. He hasn't he, played he, in weeks. Say, he hasn't played. You know, so well, Sean mo- McCoy's been pretty banged up for Buffalo, too. True, true. But if you if you had to pick a side right now, I'd right, probably right. pick the Buffalo Buffalo's Bills probably right. one in that trade. Right. And then you know, they signed DeMarco. He's... Okay, he's coming around. Ryan Matthews, better running back. Oh yeah, he is. I'll be starting, but like you paid, you paid Demarco the big bucks, so right. That's the problem. Chip Kelly, general manager, is screwing over Chip Kelly, the head coach. Yeah, that's the problem. They got rid of Evan Mathis, which I I don't know why. Maybe because it's the money. The money. But still, I thought he he's an all well, pro. Evan guard. Mathis wanted a new contract, and the oh. Eagles were like, 
to that. Okay, well, I guess that's understandable then. But he was an all-pro lineman. That's tough to replace, you know what I'm You're saying? You're right. No, and, and, and he's just he, made some boneheaded moves, I believe. He did. He's really he's really hurting himself, and the Eagles are lucky to be in the thick of it, and they're lucky the NFC East is, is garbage. They really are. But I, I don't the, – the big thing is upcoming for the Eagles is the next three weeks. Mm-hmm. The next three weeks they got Miami, they got Detroit, I think, coming up, and then they have another team that's really bad. Okay, well, I mean, they got to win You got to go 3-0 and in the next three weeks. Got to win them Because then they play New England. And then you're just going to take that, take that whooping handed to them from New England. Yeah, but if you, if they're four and four right now, so you go three, or I think they're four and five. I don't know, one of the two. So you could be seven and four, seven and five, going into New England. You'll be all right. Mm-hmm. It's just not. I think good. it's the first team to nine wins in that division. Probably. And you'll you'll win it probably. Well, I mean, the Eagles two years or last year was ten and six, didn't make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Ten and six two years ago, they won the division. Just depends how the division is that year. True. So this upcoming offseason, how um, how is Sam Bradford evaluated by the Philadelphia Eagles organization? I think it's to be determined. I think supposedly he turned down a contract. He's turned down a couple contract offers, extension offers. Wasn't from it like the a four-year, seventy-two million dollars? Right. Yeah, and he's refuting that that ever happened. He said yeah. when asked about that, uh, he said, "I he's like I never got that. Apparently, that got lost in the mail." And um, <laughs> I mean, I don't know what he was actually offered, but I think it don't, I mean, obviously he's auditioning right now. It's going to come down to seeing what he can do in these last few weeks and what the Eagles do. I mean, if the Eagles miss the playoffs, he's in trouble. Yeah, he's probably out of a job in Philadelphia at least. Yeah, I would say. And then if not, and they might give him another one-year deal, but he's probably going to want more than that. And, I mean, the, the quarterback core coming up is not good out of college, I don't Mm-mm. think. Not as good as this year when you had when you had Jameis Winston and Marcus Mariota coming in and you knew they were bona fide one and two. You just didn't know who was going where. Yeah. So, you'll have to look at that. I mean, that's I mean that's going to be determined in that next seven weeks in the regular season and hopefully the postseason for the Eagles to decide. So you're saying if he future. makes the playoffs, if he makes the playoffs, he's got a good shot of sticking around for another year. But it all mm-hmm. depends. Is the Eagles can make the playoffs without Sam Bradford being good? He has to be good, and the Sam Br- and they need to make the playoffs because mm-hmm. I mean, obviously the running game can, can carry him. The special teams that carry the Eagles. Uh, they've had a couple returns. So far, the defense can carry him. So it really depends on how he plays individually as well as what the team does overall. Mm-hmm. Thursday night, getting in the Week 10 specifically, Buffalo at the Jets. We'll talk about this one, then we'll hit a break and come back and get into it more. 825 exclusively on the NFL Network at MetLife Stadium. What do you think about this one? I mean, it's a battle pretty much for second place in that division with the uh, well, New England having a firm control at 8-0 on that. Um Who's hurt on the Buffalo McCoy's hurt, correct? I think everyone's hurt. Yeah. Um, it's the huge. I, I got to go with New York on that game mm-hmm. if I had to pick someone. Bill's injury report. Yeah. Sammy Watkins, questionable. Sean McCoy, questionable. Mario Williams, questionable. The Jets are two-and-a-half-point favorites at home, which is essentially a toss-up. Yeah. I got to take the Jets, though. I think the Jets' defense is – Too good? Yeah, too good. And they're 3-1 at home. I think they're hitting strides right now. I think Brandon Marshall's kind of banged up, though. Right? Yeah, he's got a little bad ankle, bum ankle. He's probable. Probable. As of yesterday. They need, they need all three. Uh, Fitzpatrick, Fitzpatrick, Decker, and Marshall to play to win that game. This is Rex Ryan. His first time back at the Jets since being fired. Um, Jets come in 5-3, and three, Buffalo 4-4. Four and four. You're right. This is a huge second-place battle in that AFC division. So you're going with the Jets at home at MetLife Stadium on the night. Should be 61 degrees. Looks like some rain. Um, in East Rutherford, New Jersey, tomorrow night for this one. 
Um, I mean, I'm going to talk with Chewy tomorrow about this one again, and I'll probably give my pick then. But, I mean, as of right now, I'm, I'm kind of leaning with the Buffalo Bills. I like the Bills as a team. I like Rex Ryan as a coach. Mm-hmm. Um, they're 4-4. Four and four. They should be 5-3. and three. They, they, they let Jacksonville come back in that game in London yeah. horribly. Um, I mean, the Bills... I think the Bills are. I think the Bills are still the Bills. You know, I think Rex Ryan brings a brings a more passion to it, and they bring a more headliner to the Bills. But I still don't think the Bills are good. I still think they're just okay. Yeah, you know, everyone's team. really excited about them. Tyrod went off those first couple of weeks. They're right. undefeated. Um, it's sad. It's just it's still the Bills. And right. I, and I like the Bills. You know, I compare them a lot to Cleveland in a way. <laughs> right. know, we they, have a str- struggling sports teams, but um, they eventually can get there. They're just yeah, not there yet. Nah. Do you think Tyrod's the future there? He's doing all right. Yeah, I mean, say. he's better than I expected him to be. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we can look at – I mean, I think he's he's definitely – his play has bought him another season at least to figure out what Buffalo should do at quarterback. So we'll come back and look at the Sunday slate of games. He, he meaning Vic, has a little interesting pick about his Cleveland Browns upcoming for the Sunday slate. And we'll talk about what else. I mean, the Eagles playing Miami this week. The first time they're at 1 o'clock on – on a one o'clocker since I think it was week three was the last time they played a Sunday game at one o'clock. Atlanta, Indianapolis, San Diego, San Francisco on a bye. The Colts need that bye badly. We'll talk about that more on the other side. It's the morning after. Welcome back, 88.9 Fighting Scots Radio. It's the morning after. EdinburghNow.com, the tune-in app on your mobile device. Tyler Trumbauer, Vic Hudson with you on a Tuesday morning, a dreary Tuesday morning. In the borough, Vic, you know winter's coming. You know why? Why is that? Because I saw maintenance taking the picnic tables Aww. off of campus and in the storage for the winter. What so you know time. that's winter's coming. Mm-hmm. You know it's it's they're they're basically saying you. But can't like honestly, be what a anymore. great November we had. Heck yeah, have we're having. It's only yeah. the eleventh. Oh my fault. Well, I'm thinking of October. Hey, well, I'm October right. though. October was nice. And then now. September was, I think, the hottest September on record. October was right there, too. Record highs in November, I believe. Yeah, re- almost, if not record, near near record highs. And then mm-hmm. we have decent November, too. I mean, it's not snowing. Exactly. I mean, we had some snow in October. That was <laughs> wild. I woke up because we had, um, what do we have? We had lifting that morning, and it was snowing. I'm like, no. I'm not ready. It is ridiculous. I'm just not ready. It was like ready. October 10th. Yeah. It was, it was, it was berserk. And, uh, no, but I mean, I'm I'm glad with this. We just got to make it through this semester with mm-hmm. barely any any snow situations, and I'll be okay. And now let's take a look at this Sunday slate of action: Detroit at Green Bay, a big one at one o'clock on Fox. Um, Detroit's just struggling mightily, yeah. and uh, Green Bay, Green Bay coming off some losses, now trying to bounce back from that one. But a team that's not even playing. This week, Indianapolis. No Andrew Luck at order reporting. No luck for the next month for the Colts uh, with a with some lacerated. What was it a lacerated appendix or some weird nonsense Something like that? Something weird like that. He's having a rough year. You know, from a guy who never missed a game his right. first couple of years to having the season he's having now is just it's it's got to suck for him. But uh, you think they can get by with Matt Hasselback? Maybe go two and two in those games. Maybe two and three and still win the division. Mr. Trumbauer? I mean, Matt Hasselback won the only time they he started, so yeah. he's doing all right. I, f- I figured he could just, you know, he can hold down the fort. Right. Until luck gets back. I mean, that's all he needs to have them do. We don't need anything spectacular from you. We just need you to throw the little T.Y., throw up to Andre, and try to get a couple W's out here, and they could do that. 
Who do they play uh, the following week? Indianapolis. Yeah, Indianapolis. I'll have to look up their schedule real quick. I'm trying to look. Here we go. This is what he, he has a lacerated kidney and an abdominal muscle injury. Mm. That's what he got. That's rough. The Colts schedule. They're at the Falcons on the 22nd. That's a rough Versus one. the Buccaneers. Winnable. Um, at the Steelers on a Sunday nighter as of now. At the Jaguars versus the Texans. So the next four <laughs> How weeks. How interesting would that Steelers game be? Landry Jones versus a potential Matt Hasselbeck, yeah, two star quarterbacks they're, they're, out. If the N, if NBC can flex out of that, they're they're gonna do that because <laughs> that's not what they want. No. So I mean, they only have. I mean, the, the Colts' record the or the Colts' schedule is not too bad down the stretch. Mm-mm. So he, if they can get through that, they might be able to be okay. All right. So so that's that's breaking news today. So they're gonna have they're gonna deal with that. I think the Colts' season is just all but kind of done now. Anyway, I don't really see them. Doing much? Well, who division. do you who do you think in the division can overtake them? Tennessee? No, Tennessee's shot too. You know, like I Houston. Mean, <sighs> there really is no one in that division, isn't yeah, there? No one, no one. So I, I still think they'll make the playoffs as long as Hasselbeck. Yeah, that's a rough division. Period. Yeah, I mean, there's if a you couple think the rough. NFC div- East is rough. That's rough. You know, the whole AFC. Me and Tubby talked about it. Is rough outside of Cincinnati, New England. And there's one other team that's actually decent. I mean, everyone's struggling. Everyone's struggling. Right. Everyone's yeah. like four and four, four and five. New England's good. Cincinnati's good. I think these, like you said, those two undefeateds, and then uh, who but, else in the AFC? I don't even know. And then I think the Jets are five and three. The Jets are five and three. Yes. And, the, and then like it's just everyone. Denver's good. Denver's Denver in the seven AFC. and one. That's who we're talking about. Yeah, but other than the outside of those three teams, AFC's very, very weak. Right. So let's look at this one. This one's going to mean a lot here. 1 o'clock CBS, Cleveland at Pittsburgh. Landry Jones starting. Big Ben Roethlisberger says, don't rule me out for Sunday. He said that. He did. He's a tough guy. all in all, you'd have to expect Landry Jones going to be the man for the Steelers this Sunday. Johnny Manziel didn't say the same thing Big Ben did, but it looks like Johnny Manziel might be out. Insert a newly minted, recovered, rejuvenated, Josh McCown for the Cleveland Browns, and Vic Hudson, the Cleveland faithful that he is. Who are you picking? Well, you you got to say Pittsburgh is the favorite. Oh, uh, here we go. Definitely. Okay. But you got you got to look at it. Laundry Jones is starting right now. Okay. And Landry. I think he's terrible. Plain and simple, I don't think he can he can't get the job done. I think he's one of the worst backups in the league. And with this Browns team, the way we play, we're bipolar. I'll say that much. Our defense is definitely bipolar. Okay. But if we're on our game and we can shut down D'Angelo Williams and then if we can play over-the-top help on Antonio Brown, I don't right. see how we could lose this game. So you're, who are you going with? I'm going with the Browns. Here we go, Brownies. Here we go. Ho, ho. Here we go, Brownies. Yes. Here we go. Woo, woo. Was that so you're a, going with the Browns? That's Mike Fenner. I was about to say, is that Fenner? That's, That's Mike awesome. Fenner doing the yeah, Browns I'm going with the Browns. I mean, I'm a diehard Browns Steelers, four-and-a-half-point favorites at home, so not getting a lot of love, not, but a little not, love. Exactly. At Heinz Field. Uh, the Steelers coming in five and four. The Browns, two and seven. The Browns are a sneaky two and seven, though, because sneaky. they almost beat the Broncos. I mean, I give the Browns more credit than Tubby gives the Browns. Yeah, I mean. That's confirmed. We're, we have a terrible record, but we have a decent team, you know? Right. I think well, when McCown plays, he has 11 touchdowns, four interceptions. That ain't bad. That ain't bad at all. That's that's really good quarterback play. Ben has seven touchdowns, six interceptions. Thank you. Plays. Thank you. 
So, I mean, clearly, like, McCown is not elite by any stretch of no. imagination, but he can get the he's job done. Cleveland. Yeah, he's, he's, he can get the job done. This is, this is the best Cleveland Browns team, I think, in my entire lifetime. You think better than last year? What were you guys last year? Even though last year at this time, I believe we were five and two. No, we were like six and three, six and three at this time. But how, how did it turn out? Oh, terrible. Seven and nine. Right. I, I mean, I don't, th- I mean, I don't, th- I don't know. It's close. Yeah. It's just the records are so skewed. Right. The Browns are, are better than they were any other time. It's just the records not showing, which is just disappointing. For Mike Pettin and company, you know, because I feel like we put together a team that could win in this league. It's just, it's just the stuff's not falling our way. It's right. not, you know, McCown keeps getting hurt every other week. Um, there's injuries all over the defense. Joe Haynes playing like he's never played football before. I love you, Joe, but you're struggling <laughs> this year hardcore. And we, we need to come together as a team, and I think we could still not make a run at all, but I still we could finish the season with a very decent record. To show for something, because I like Mike Pettin. I don't want us. He's to a go, good coach. Yeah, I don't want us to go two and fourteen, and Jimmy Haslam sit down in a year and be like, "What are you doing, kid?" Right. Because from seven and nine to two and fourteen, it's not good. It's, it's not good, you know. And right. he promised his job for the next what year, mm-hmm. year or two. I mean, how could you like justify bringing him back? That's hard. It's true. That's real hard. But I think you know, and I think that's Cleveland blows it up a lot. Blows just says, "Let's start over again." That's and good. I think that's because the fan base wants to do that too. But I don't agree. I don't think Cleveland is the most educated fan, fan base overall. Whoa, whoa, whoa. And I've what, said this with Tubby. What, what you're saying, man? I'm serious because you guys, like, like Tubby comes in here every week and he's like, oh, the Browns lost, the Browns lost. And I'm like, you almost beat the Broncos, okay? I'm not saying it's a moral victory, but you're the Browns. You get little to no respect at all in the National Football League. You almost beat the then undefeated Denver Broncos, and you're going to come in here whining and moaning that the Browns lost. First of all, no, we don't take moral victories out here. I understand we, that. There's no such but thing. But that's, that's called improvement. You're the Browns. You have two wins to your record. I agree with you that that record's skewed, and they're better than that. But at the end of the day, your record defines you. You're 2-7. and seven. You almost beat the Denver Broncos. That week, that Monday, that Tubby comes in here, totally upset about the Browns. It's not right. The Browns, you guys need to be happy with improvement. No. We were winning that game. Right. You should have won that game. Exactly. That's but why we're not. disappointed. I get that. But at the end of the day, you weren't expected to win. We expected to win. See, no. Right you now. can't go in. Okay. When you saw Browns-Broncos, you're telling me you thought the Browns had a good shot to beat the Broncos yes. that week. See, this is, comes back to the Browns are not an educated fan base. How so? Because the Browns are we not believe in our the team. Broncos. We believe in our team, and you have a problem with that? Like, you know, how about we just be like the Eagles and let's spend all our free agent money and just go buy these awesome players Hold and they on. never live up? Hold on. Now Let's hype up ago. the team. Let's hype up up Super Bowl. You guys don't do nothing with it. The no, Eagles, no, no. The Eagles you know, you know. have been in more Super Bowl situations and playoff situations than the Browns. How many rings you guys got for that? None. Oh, how I many do we have? Been, None. We're in the same boat. There you go. I just, you guys listen, just listen, I'm not there. trying to get into a match here between yeah, the Browns did, and the though. Eagles. You just did, I'm though. just trying to say. you just said we're uneducated. We're not uneducated. We've just been through a lot. And we know what's happening. We know what's going on. But I just wish you guys weren't so pessimistic, that's all. 
Tubby's about pessimist. it. He is. Every I'm single not. time. I came in that game. And the Browns could win, and he could come in on Monday and be upset. <laughs> he really could, though, because he's been through a lot with the Browns. He's been through the draft. So why are you looking at the past? It's like saying, oh, Cowboys fans, they always go about, oh, well, look at all these rings we won. When was the last time you won a ring? But, Cowboys. you know, they still sport that jacket around with all them rings on the back. Right. <laughs> it was like I wasn't even born. My parents probably didn't even, didn't even graduate high school the last time the freaking Cowboys won a Super Bowl. I'm, I'm just saying. I don't know. I mean, yeah, I mean, I kind of see what you're saying, but no, you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. So we're going to hit a break. Come back, college football talk for the last few minutes of the show. Yep. The rankings, I'm just going to kind of let Vic go off on this. We're going to have a few more college football talk in the final moments of the morning after. We'll be right back after this. Welcome back. The morning after here. Final segment of the show. Vic Hudson doing a good job here twice in one week, holding down the fort with me. Of course, Tubby out with Veterans Day today uh, as he's enjoying that, that day here. Um, as we all should, and we uh, open the show talking about it, that we support, um, you know, our veterans and thank them for their, those who have served, are serving, and will serve. Last note I have to talk about here before we get to college football talk, Edinburgh and its residents have been known as a community that comes together to help those in need. Join us here at Edinburgh now in the Second Harvest Food Bank as we collect food for those who need it the most during this holiday season. Please donate any non-perishable food items by placing them in the food drive boxes in all university buildings. Food will be collected through November 18th and given to those who are in need this Thanksgiving and throughout the upcoming holidays. From us here at Edinburgh Now, thank you for your generosity. So good stuff that we're doing here in Campus Media. Great stuff. So college football. Here we go. Second rankings come out yesterday. Live show on ESPN announcing it. Clemson stays at one, Alabama two, Ohio State three, Notre Dame sneaks in at four, five <coughs> Iowa, six Baylor. So those are the first two out. Seven Stanford, eight Oklahoma State, nine LSU, ten Utah. Vic Hudson, the floor is yours. All right. Agreed with one through three. Maybe Ohio State above Alabama. Oh. Not sure. All right. Not sure. No, okay. Can I talk? Yes. But no, I agree. At number four, how, how how does the committee come to this conclusion that Notre Dame is number four? First of all, they're eight and one, and there's plenty of undefeated teams out there who could potentially still be undefeated by the end of the year, not in the top four. So you're saying if Baylor runs the table, goes undefeated, do they sneak in to the top four, or is Notre Dame there? Tyler, Tyler Trumbauer. I'm allowed to talk now? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, this is a thought process? It depends on How? who they're playing. Because in college sports, okay, I don't know the schedules of either of those two teams. Okay, first of all, Baylor's going to play Oklahoma State and they're going to play TCU. Okay, if they beat both of them, who does Notre Dame play down the stretch? I think they play Stanford. That's okay. after that. That's their only good team? Only good team. I bet you Baylor sneaks in. Thank you. So why would you now, if Notre Dame runs the table and so does Baylor, Baylor sneaks in? Which makes no sense because Notre Dame, if they do run the table, which I think they will, they won't make the playoffs. You got to talk to the committee. It's that a, doesn't it's make a committee. sense. It doesn't make sense. And they're like, we wipe the slate clean every week and we there's evaluate nothing, the teams. We don't look forward. There's you nothing that look. makes sense in college football. You can make it make sense. You can think logically. You'd have to think one of those Big 12 teams is going to go undefeated 
and they rightfully deserve that full but spot. But the Big 12 not having a conference championship game hurts them tremendously. Okay, well, there won't be any tiebreakers this year. They all play each other. Okay, but I still think they need. I still think the Big Twelve, if they're able to crown a a conference champion, would help them being better represented in the college football playoff. Yeah, I mean, definitely would have helped definitely last year. Right, they probably would have gotten in over Ohio State. Right, but they didn't. They didn't. Right. So, so, but here's my thing. You're telling me Ohio State needs to be second. Ohio State, okay, they're undefeated. Yes. And you're and you're saying they should be higher than Alabama potentially, but they should be happy with third. They were fourth before. So what I'm saying is Ohio State has almost lost multiple times to not any teams that are in that top ten of the college football <coughs> playoff, and you're telling me they're third, potentially deserve to be second. That's hard-pressed to, to believe that. I mean, I just think Ohio State— I think you're biased. Yeah, I mean, no doubt, but I just think Ohio like State objectivity. is the defending national champs. They, but if we're wiping the slate clean every week, we shouldn't be caring about Ohio State being the last team standing a year ago. That's I, I agree that that statement that they said they wiped the slate clean and then this is now their third is BS because the only reason Ohio State's third is because they're the defending national champion. You, didn't because, think they, you don't think they would be in the top four right now? You don't think they'll be on top four if they? I don't think year. I don't think their resume is that much more impressive than Notre Dame's. And you're telling me Notre Dame has no right being in the top four, but at the same time, you're telling me Ohio State deserves to be not only in the top four but yes. second. Yes. It's ridiculous. You got 20 seconds. Give me your parting shot. You might have got me, but I really truly believe Ohio State's the second best team in the nation, if not the first. Just because I know they haven't played up to their potential, but once they play up to their potential, they're the best team in the, in the nation. We all know this. It's just I don't know. They always play down in the competition. It pisses me off. But well, in college sports, you need not just victories. You need dominant. victories in dominant fashion, and that's what Ohio State doesn't have. That's Vic Hudson Monday and Wednesday this week. Good work. <laughs> I'll be back tomorrow with Chewy NBA talk, NFL talk on that, and uh, Vic will have to have him back in a few weeks when Ohio State's not in the top four. That's all for us. We'll talk to you tomorrow.